Welcome back to the Live and Learn podcast. Like always, I am your host, Learn. I say like always, there is only one other episode than this at this point. <laughs> this is episode two. Welcome. Uh, first of all, thank you so much to everybody who rated and reviewed and emailed uh, all sorts of feedback on episode one, my interview with Lizzie Hale. If you have not checked that out, please do. Uh, and any of you that have subscribed, Thank you. I really do appreciate it. This is a crazy whirlwind thing. Uh, it's a lot of fun, though. I would highly suggest everybody start a podcast just because it's cool to listen to them. And especially if you like people and I don't know, it's just a neat thing. I am in my house right now. I'm recording this from my office. And so at some point, I'm sure that my cat, yep, as she starts climbing things in the hallway, my cat will come in here and interrupt everything. Her name is Clover. She's a tortie shell. I love her to death. She does not understand podcasts, though. Yeah, that's her in the background, if you can hear it. Anyway, episode two. Uh, my friend Orlando's Lewis is the marketing and promotions director for Vintage Vinyl. Vintage Vinyl just got voted the number one spot in Missouri to buy records. It's legendary in St. Louis. It's in the Del Mar Loop. It's just a really cool spot, and it's hard to work there. And if you do end up getting a job, you usually end up probably working there for like I don't know, 20 years minimum. <laughs> People have worked there for so long. Ever since I started going there, they still work there. Orlandez has a really cool story about uh, where his subjectivity for music came from and what it was like interviewing for Vintage Vinyl because you have to know your stuff. And his whole story about getting that job is so cool, especially if you have passion or curiosity for anything in life. I think you'll really connect to that. And it also has kind of propelled him into other opportunities. He also hosts a show, radio show on KDHX 88.1 here in St. Louis called Night Grooves, where he curates music for people's Friday evenings. And I think that's so killer. Uh, we talk about radio. We talk about music. And, um, and we get into some things that are hard to talk about but worthy of talking about. And it's just a normal conversation. So I hope you enjoy it. I learned a lot about him. I'm a big fan of his because I think he's got a great heart, cool spirit, and an old soul. So here is my conversation from Kayak Coffee in the U City. My conversation with Orlandez Lewis. When did you start working at Vintage Vinyl? I started working at Vintage when I was 18, so 10 years ago. That's yeah. amazing. January of 2009, yeah. And I know the process of applying to Vintage Vinyl. you got to know music. They want to know a lot about what yeah. your tastes are, what you know. Well, yeah, and my thing was like, so to kind of give you a little bit of backstory, I first started going there when I was 8. Um, I basically just started digging into my dad's records, yeah. and that happened a few years before that, like I was like five or six or something like that. And once I got tired of those, um, he's just like, let me show this dude about this place. And right. he started taking me there, and it literally just became like whenever I got any kind of allowance, it was just like, I want to go to get records. Like, I want to go to Vintage Vinyl. Yeah. So, and I mean, just on top of that, just going there constantly and just during high school and stuff. And I think people eventually just started seeing me in there enough to where it was probably just like, yeah, we should just hire this kid. I mean, it wasn't like that, but like eventually one of my coworkers who I still work with now, he was like, the story goes that, you know, he was just like, he saw me and he went to the store manager and was just like, this kid comes in here all the time. I see him go from the reggae section to the rock section to the jazz section, back to the rock section again, to the soul section and, you know, yada, yada. 
And after that, it was basically just like me getting a phone call and was just like, hey, you want to come in and do an interview? And so the story goes after that. <laughs> I think you're like an anomaly. I really do. And I, I always, t- I, it was funny because we were, um, I went to a movie screening this past week and I, uh, I was, I, I met Rob from KDHX, Rob Leafy. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, um, and he was with Carl and we, I said, uh, we were talking about this podcast and I said, yeah, because Carl inter- uh, introduced me to Rob and I said, oh, I, I'm having Orlando's on as my second guest on my podcast uh, later this week and. And then they were like, we were just talking about Orlando's. And, and they go, I get that sentence quite often. It's so weird. It's just like, not in a terrible way, yeah, but just no. like, yeah, your name just came up the other day. Well, and but. they were talking about how you should work for Keishi. Ooh. And I, I have said this before as well, that you would be a candidate if, if we needed new DJs mm-hmm. for a younger audience. For somebody who knows the music. Not to, not to cut you off, but you are literally talking about my dream right now. But still go on. I'm just like having an almost famous moment right now. Or I'm yeah. just like, whoa. But, but, but it's very similar to how you got the job at Vintage. Because it's like people see you and they talk about you and they go, there's something really special about this guy. Well, I mean, of course, coming from you, thank you very much, first off. But um, secondly, it's just, I don't know. It's really just me. Like, my whole thing, it's not, um, I don't know. There's no kind of like gimmick or anything necessarily no, to it it's just like I'm really just like, music has been my whole life like t- t- for me to get to the point where I'm at right now yeah. and not even be 30 and have a radio show working in music yeah. meeting countless amazing talented people such as yourself oh. through that actual medium that's just like I at, at 18 I would not have imagined that any of that would have been possible oh I do want to get into night groups because I oh, think it's yeah, really we, cool I want to talk about your yeah. show so it's Friday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. 7 to 9. Okay. Um, on of course 881 KDHX um, and it's just like I've been doing that now for good god time's just flying by for me learn it's ridiculous for two <laughs> years a little over two years it was August of 2016 that yeah. I got that and how that basically came about was somewhat correlated to Vintage. Um, so a lot of guys up there have shows. Like yeah, Tom yeah. Paparia has a show. Um, and one of my other co-workers at the time, Doug, he had a show. Um, still does, actually. The record show on Thursdays, I think, at 2 o'clock. Okay. But he just told me, you know, he's another collector, of course, just real deep into it. And he's just like, Orlandez, you're being stingy. You have to share this with people. <laughs> he's like, all the stuff that you tell me about that's so yeah. great. Like, if you had something like that. And he was on the program committee as well. I need to put that out there. And he was just like, man, just come by. Like, do a tour or do right? something. And I'll admit at first I was, like, a little bit hesitant because I'm just like, oh, I don't know. Like, speaking in front of people and, you know, this, this, and this. Just normal, just jitters or whatever. And eventually, I think there was eventually a show just ended up leaving. Mm-hmm. That was the time slot I have now on Friday nights and after that uh, I got a call from Andy Coco one of the guys up there and he was just like yeah so Ryan's uh, hanging it up we got a seven o'clock slot at Friday night and uh yeah I was like okay uh that's amazing my first show by the way was I think it was absolutely hideous it was terrible oh it probably was was. "Ah." everybody's first show is total shit right and just like (laughs) it and and the thing about it too is I was getting like I got a few phone calls that night. Mostly were great, but the one, the first one was just like, this dude actually called me not too long ago, too, and he apologized for this. But the first show I got, he was just like, man, so I'm still trying to get the gist of this show. You should maybe play, like, some stuff like, I don't know if you know Ryan, the guy who was on before you. He kind of did this and did that and all this other kind of shit, and I'm just like, yeah, that's great. That's not going to happen on. All right, have a good night. Bye. good for you. But then the next uh, call I got afterwards was just like, I'll never forget this. This guy was just like, man, what's the name of this show again? And I break it down for him. I tell him everything. 
And then he's just like, I would ask you to play something for me, but I really think you're going to play it like in two minutes. <laughs> so you have a new listener. After that, it was just wavy gravy. Yes. It was great. Yeah. You have that sort of uh, just vibe about you where it just it's, it's all just... Or, organic. To where basically where I can go from Kenny Loggins to Michael McDonald and back to Funkadelic again. Sure, <laughs> so, absolutely. And you make it. Work. I try to do that though. I mean, that's the thing. I mean, if people actually can can vibe off of that and get that, and I get so much positivity from like just in, you know yeah. interpersonal and then just Facebook and everything too, and people are just like, we just had our pledge drive last week, and people were just like, you know. This show is just, I, oh, I, I wish so I could good. just describe it, but it's just, I don't know. It's, just, it's a hell of a feeling. I need, to, I need to damn listen. I, for some reason, Check I was it thinking out it was you like. Can. I, I know you're busy, but well, yeah. It's, I don't know why I didn't well, think it was it, on Fridays. I thought it was on a weeknight, like late. Oh, no, no. Okay, so yeah. that was my mistake. And that was the other thing, too, for like, everybody's always told me, dude, for you to get a slot at 7 o'clock on a damn Friday night. Absolutely. Like, I mean, and that, people, was, that was a lot of pressure, too, at one point, because I'm just like, well, shit, people are getting ready to go out, they're yeah. having fun. How do I set this kind of vibe? Yeah, right. I still go through that every Friday night, actually, when I'm curating songs. I'm just like, I want to put myself into the shoes of the person who's getting ready to go out, do something, or just chilling at home, or just whatever right. they're doing, just enjoying it, basically. See, but here's where I stop at where, you know, I think about how corporate radio, especially on, um, like, Keishi, I mean, it's the only person on Keishi who is selecting their own music on the regular is John. I was just about to say, and you so, man himself. You know, and, and me, I have no problem following the program, because, like, me, here's the difference between like you and me mm -hmm. because I do not know everything about music and I'm not the first I, I'll admit that openly Well, and I will admit that openly as well because it is damn near impossible no one can impossible. know anything everything about music it's, that's the thing especially when you're younger and you're you're listening to music that's 40 plus years old and you're trying to <laughs> absorb it and especially the classics show mm -hmm. where you know I'm lucky enough to, to sit with John every day and it literally is a learning session every day where he'll like before we play a classic at 6 or 9 he will tell me he'll be like off the mic he'll go this is this let's look up is this guy dead? you know everybody he wants me to listen and and, and i'm not gonna love every song i hear well no 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 subjective. i mean and that's the thing about it too i mean i feel like with uh Keishi in particular like i mean i grew up uh listening to it my father definitely listened to it in right. the 70s like all the classics are you speedwagon in kansas and all that kind of thing and there's you pick and choose you know of course right. you're not gonna like absolutely everything about it but that's the beauty just to think about beyond radio but just music you get to just oh, yeah. like choose what you like it's subjective always. absolutely absolutely and i mean like i think we've had some conversations about this before it's just like some things like jethro toll and this and right. this and this i cannot stand it it's <laughs> really? terrible you can't stand jethro i do toll not either? like ian anderson i'm sorry I do not my two big ones are jethro toll and probably the dead I know people are going to probably scrutinize like me for that. No, and they but, will. Yeah. I, I'm not kidding. I had a remote down in Arnold, I think I was in, and this woman who's a massive deadhead came up to me. Oh, She's no. like with a cane, comes up to me, and it is ha we're having this beautiful conversation, and then she tells me, yeah, and the, re the fact that you don't like the dead, I'm just really angry about it. And she, like, reprimanded me, and I said, look, lady, like, I'm not going to like the Grateful Dead yeah. because you like I'm like I will celebrate that they have a huge following and, and I, they've been around for as long as they have they've, they've done what they've done musically that's Absolutely. great I love it but it's just not it's for me it's just not my thing yeah. and that's and that's okay and I feel like the argument I get into so much because everybody likes to give me shit that I don't like Jethro Tull um, You're not alone, sister. No, yeah, that's for sure. And it's, but it's a cool thing to be able to say that on a radio station that is playing Jethro Tull, mm -hmm. whether I like it or not. It gives a less biased opinion, I feel Absolutely. like. Because where you're not just being like, you know, this drowned only. with, yeah, with a right. certain kind of thing. And it, it gives some kind of persona to it. I it think. does. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be hard as hell. Like, if you if you ever come over to Keishi or another radio station that mm -hmm. is 
you know, um, and so organize. Like, I mean, it's, I was going to say, like, programs, programs to a right. degree, you know, not I mean, to put, a, like, a stain on that word, no, no, no. but, yeah, it's like, it, you got to pay the bills. Absolutely. So, yeah, I get it. And there's research behind it, whatever. But, like, you know, I, I think that you flourish in, in just letting your mind go and let it and letting you pick out the music that you do for night grooves and and really celebrating what you're thinking and i love that you're curating it based on the tone maybe of the day or or what you think people are up to in that nighttime and like i think that that is so cool so maybe i don't know maybe you have a programming position later <laughs> oh. in life because like honestly there's a, you there's, heard it here first no <laughs> there, is a, uh, there is a much needed um appetite out there for people especially gifted um Gifted is not the word, especially people that are. I'd just say, like for me, like yeah. I mean, like I don't, I don't really even want to say like connoisseur or something like that. Just appreciators. Yeah, you are. That's, you're just a fan. Yeah, like, yeah. You're just a music fan. I mean, like I mean, going back to KC again, it's just literally like uh, one of the very first things I remember hearing. I was like nine, nine or ten years old or something like that. Was Dream On by Aerosmith. And I was in the car with my mom. I've heard this story. Yeah, and I was just that. like, this is great. I love this. And my mom was just like, what in the hell is wrong with this kid? And, <laughs> you know, whatever, whatever. And then afterwards, just like, I want to go to Vintage. I want to see if they got Aerosmith's greatest hits. Oh, my God. And, you know, after that, it just kind of spiraled into everything afterwards. So, yeah, you guys were a big part of that. A big part of, that. Big part of the, the appreciation factor. So, so your dad was the one who essentially started you off with music, yes. though. Yeah, our household was, um, so it was me, my two older sisters, my mom, and then my dad. Um, we lived in this apartment uh, complex off of Page. It's still there, actually. Super small uh, apartment. And I remember, so we had like a slew of CDs. This is the 90s, of course. But also, when you opened up the little closet that when you first walked in, there were his work clothes on one level. And then right up top was just like two stacks of vinyl. And I would every now and again just open that door and just be like, what is that up there? Right. Like, I want to get into that. And my dad's like, oh, don't worry about it. It's just some old records, you know. What kind of records did he have up there? He was a big, so my dad likes a little bit of everything. Um, he's told me recently now, though, of course, I have him beat because I'm just like a musical sponge and I like, I dig everything. But he was always more of the soul, 70s soul, 70s right. jazz, 80s, that kind of thing. Um, but I'll never forget the day he actually took those down. Actually, he, he let me play hooky from school. He, uh, yeah, he just asked me, he's like, hey, buddy, what do you want to do today? Yeah. He's like, you want to go to school? And I was like, hell no. So he's like, okay, cool. So that day he just brought him down, and uh, we didn't have a turntable at the time either. I mean, this is like 1995, right. 96. So CDs are just making their way into the yeah. household. Yeah, and finding record players is just, it's not like now where you can walk in the vintage like, hey, I want to get a record player. Okay, right. bye. Um, you need a record player at Urban at Outfitters. Yeah, yeah, anywhere. everywhere. Anywhere. <laughs> So he brings them down, and I'm just, like, floored by right. seeing these big-ass, like, it was like art to me, because seeing these album covers just expanded. It was some things I was familiar with, too, because he had the CDs, but just seeing them even more bigger, though, I'm just right. like, this played music? What is this? And I'm sure they smell a certain way, oh, yeah. and they're all torn up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, that. you know, like, I don't know if you're familiar with, like, Funkadelic's album covers, but real colorful and just, <laughs> oh, yeah. like... psychedelic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And imagine, like, you know, being six years old or seven years old and seeing this shit. It's just, like, crazy. Well, uh, yes. Okay, so same thing with the colors and just the graphics. Santana Records, my dad had, like, all of them. Mm -hmm. And so I remember looking at... Um, was it like a Braxis? I know. And I've inherited all of his records mm. after he passed, but like, I, I mean, I still get that album out and I look at it and I'm like, 
what an amazing piece of art just before you even listen to I was going to say and that goes along with the actual experience as well right. too like it's just like I don't know it's just a perfect pairing of it it's kind of like a soundtrack to a movie if you will mm-hmm. whereas you're seeing that actual art and you're just kind of visualizing that in your head while you're listening to it right um but yeah, I mean, like, when he brought those things down, it was a wrap. I was just like, I was hooked. And later on that day, he went to, I think it was Sears, when Sears was still around, got me a turntable uh, for like 70 bucks or something like that, real cheap. Right. I still have it, too, actually. I need That's to like get the needle fix on it. And he left for the night. I'll never forget this. And he showed me kind of how to, you know, go about playing stuff. I didn't know. I'm just like, these lines on the records, what the hell is this? I don't know what this means. So he left for the night, and basically what I would do is just drop it anywhere on the record and just like let it go. And then when it gets to the end, I would ask like my mom or something like, hey, can you put this back? You know, (laughs) but he came back later that night. I was just like, yeah, buddy, the lines are like the songs, and that's what it indicates. And that's basically what, what started it from there. I've been... I've been hooked ever since. I need help in the best way <laughs> no, possible. we want you to keep being hooked. <laughs> yes. I, it, you, you're pretty inspiring, man. Like, we're friends on Facebook personally. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we follow each other on all the, you know. All the, the social all medias the and, the, and the circuits. And you're just a good dude that, like, I feel like you are, um, you're just never in a bad mood or a bad zone where I, I never, and I'm sure you do have, the, you're a human, so everybody yeah, yeah. has those days. But, like, I mean, I always look forward to anything you have going on. And something that's coming up in April, April 13th, Record Store Day. Absolutely. Vintage Vinyl is always a big part of Record Store Day. Obviously, you guys have a line out the damn block. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I want to know about, I mean, as much as you can tell me, because I think about how, um, you know, nationwide record stores are doing releases and I know that there's a um, list of releases that bands and artists are putting out. Just came out too like last week. Yes. How do you guys like is it a lottery or how do you get the releases that you do at Vintage Final? Basically so that's like the whole other end because I don't do the buying for the store I do the promotions and the marketing but we pretty much from what I understand we just like throw it out there and get as much shit as we can and we usually end up pretty well with with most things that people want. Now of course some things like a lot of things are going to be limited so we may get one of a certain thing or a certain amount of some things. But um, from what I understand, that's pretty much just how it works. We just try to put our name out there and just go in. I guess you can kind of somewhat say a lottery, but, yeah, um, yeah to a to a more um, acceptable degree, if you will. <laughs> so, yeah. But it's always just a huge day for us. I mean, again, me doing the marketing and promotions now for the last three years. This is my third year actually scheduling things and getting things kind of done for it to yes. kind of sponsor it and everything. And um, seeing it from that point of view is just really interesting. Before, the first few years I was there, just being like a, a cashier for it was always right. cool. But now, getting kind of getting to see the ins and outs oh, of it and, and putting stuff together and scheduling it, it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Do you, uh, who does all of the fantastic um, front window displays of Vintage Vinyl? That's uh, one of our other coworkers, uh, Stacy. She does right. a lot of that. Cause did I, a great job. Yeah, no, I, I really do appreciate all of her work and everything that she does with that because I would not be able to do a lick of what she does with. I mean, they just send me the poster and they're like, all right, Stacy, we got this. All right, cool. So, um, but yeah, she does a lot of that kind of thing. No, I'm just more of the internet stuff, yeah, the yeah. social media and all that kind of thing. Do yeah. you book the bands that come through there that are doing signings? National bands, yeah. 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 So, like, we had, um, oh man, we had a huge in store with uh, Charlie XCX. Uh, yeah, the pop artist from like back in <laughs> September. She was opening for Taylor Swift. And uh, <laughs> this was another funny story. Lots of kids were there who I'm pretty sure were like, you know, skipping school. But, right. you know, go figure. You got to do it. They have to. It's for, it's for the music. It's I'm for... pro skipping school to see an artist that you want to see. Look at my hooky story I just yeah, told exactly. you about. 
Um, but it was really cool. They came by, and um, she didn't really have too many records for sale, but she had, like, a shit ton of cassettes. <laughs> and the way we did it was, like, you know, you buy something to get in. That's kind of like your, your wristband, mm-hmm. and you get it signed. And apparently these kids that were waiting in line with these cassettes just did not know how it worked. They're like, oh, my God. What? what how do I what do I put this back yeah, in wh- here? This doesn't fit in my computer. And I'm just like, oh, shit, I'm old. I'm, oh, God. But it, but it was really cool, though, to get to see all those kids come out. And again, just like, you know, see somebody that they admire and they love. Um, Who else? We've had Dawes come through before. Um, One of my personal favorite bands and my good friends, Tennis, is another band. I've heard of them. I haven't heard them. They're they're really cool, yeah. I'm I'm a groupie, so I've, like, followed them around (laughs) and went to, like, Kansas City and Columbia and stuff and seen them. See, that's how I am with the Deftones. Yeah. If they're within a 300-mile radius, I'm there. I mean, why not? You yeah. know, it's like that's what they got cars for. That's yeah. why the highway was invented. Right. This is Thank you, Eisenhower, I think, somebody who <laughs> invented that. Whatever. Yeah, the highway system. Yeah. It's before our time. This shit isn't just out there for nothing. What you did know. you? What was the first album you ever bought with your own money? First album I ever bought with my own money, I still have it, was the Jackson's Victory. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I tore that shit up. I do. Like I said, <laughs> I still have it, but I need another copy because it is just non-playable now. Yeah. My whole inspiration... Um, Besides my father, I always say there's two tiers musically, and uh, one of them was Michael Jackson, of course, mm-hmm. and the other one was Prince. And two of my biggest regrets, I never would have had a chance to see Michael, but two of my biggest regrets was never being able to see Prince in concert. And it here. Yeah, my dad's seen him. God, he's told me the story multiple times, and I hate him for it, but I love him at the same time. Uh, he saw him when he opened for Rick James in oh like 1980 at the, uh, at the Keel. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's told that me all... The show would just be... He's t- oh yeah! Oh, uh, trust me. Even though I wasn't there, he's told me the whole get out of here. He came out and he had like spandex on, and then he came down this room, and the women were just losing their damn minds. It was crazy, and panties were thrown on the stage, and yada yada yada. And I'm just like, dude, uh, go You're on, like, get out be of gone, here, Dad. be gone. Thank you, but no, thank you. Oh yeah. my God! What do you think about all of the Michael Jackson document? Have you watched the Michael Jackson? I have document? not watched it yet. I am mentally preparing myself. Yeah. I like my whole thing with Michael Jackson is I loved. I mean, bits and pieces throughout my life, Michael Jackson would come in. It's you know incorporated. What I'm yeah, I mean, I'd say for a lot of people, oh God, within, I said this when he passed at the time, I guess it's been 10 years now. Anybody who's like 50 or younger, yeah. I think Michael has somewhat resonated within their yeah, life musically. For the, every every 10 years, he he hit on like what? Okay, so 60s, I mean, 70s, 80s, if 90s. You, if you look at my parents, for instance, like yeah. my dad is uh, like late 50s or so. He was, of course, around when he was a kid. Right. My sisters were born in the 80s, so yeah. he was, of course, around when they were a kid. Right. When I came along, I mean, the MTV generation, you know, right. you get to see the... I remember, Free Willy soundtrack. Thank you. I remember like <laughs> seeing the video premieres oh before YouTube and stuff would come out, and I would literally just be sitting cross-legged on the floor, just like, do not disturb me it is my time right now i remember one story my late grandmother who died when i was like five or six um number one i used to always have to do imitations every christmas that was just like a given that was a given and my aunt claims that she has these tapes somewhere if they ever get leaked i am committing arson Oh I'm my just going to no, say we that we need much. those we need no, those on youtube no but anyways i remember this one time he was on an award show and my grandmother called and uh, my mom answers the phone. She's like, oh, yeah, yeah. And like, mid-conversation, she's like, oh, you already know he's in front of the TV. Just like... He's he, in there. Yeah, he's in the zone. Yeah, yeah. complete tunnel vision. Yes, yes, and I was, yeah. But that's, that's how far back Michael translated for me, though. And I don't even really remember what it was. I mean, again, 90s, he right. was like everywhere. So, yeah. But to, to, to kind of see everything that's been coming to light, it's a bit tough. Um, yeah. You know, I... It's a hard subject because yeah. I, the thing that I've tried to, uh, because I have to be, it's like whenever I, 
watched Schindler's List for the first time, Ooh. I had to prepare myself to watch it. Yeah. Because it's such an you got to know it. You got to yeah. Watch the it's story. history. It's history, right? But you also like I needed to be in a place, and I watched it alone. And I feel like that's how I'm going to have to be with this Michael with Jackson this documentary because I I feel like it is going to be the heaviest stuff ever, and it's a. Uh, it needs to come out, right. obviously. These survivors and victims of, of this alleged abuse that, right. you know, I want to hear their story for sure. But, you know, this um, a lot of people I've been talking to are like, I, it's like they're postponing it because they don't want to not kind be able of to like face it or watch it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I still think you can listen to the music yeah. and separate it. I think there's a way that you can kind of somewhat like draw a line. Excuse right. me, a line between the two, but at the same time, you do need to just be aware of just like I mean, the times. I don't even want to say the times nowadays because it's just it's. I'm really glad that this movement has come about, me too. and this kind of information does need to be seen and heard Absolutely. from just like everybody. So yeah, for me, it's it's a bit tough. I eventually, I think I'll get to it, but you know, I, and the one thing I don't think that ever will be able to change for me, of course, is those memories. Of like right. my childhood and just like his music being a part of a huge part of me, just being a person Absolutely. in general. So that's one thing that'll that'll never be able to change for it. So yeah, it's crazy, man. I feel like everybody I love through time is like coming forward <laughs> and ruining their, themselves. I'm like, stop, that. right? Like, I don't know. We don't need to go into all that, but yeah, like, but no, I hear you. Though. All that, like, yeah, it it's drives me nuts. it's crazy. I mean, I don't want to say that's life, but right. you never really know what what really is going on behind the scenes with somebody else and that kind of draws me back um somewhat correlated but not really correlated you were saying how like uh which thank you by the way you're just like a really like nice person this 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 yeah my whole mo basically everything that i do whether i say something the radio show facebook whatever whatever i just want people to know that they're included and they are counted because the way times are now and just politics and just shit in general it can just be a very dark place i don't even want to say it can be it is a dark dark place. place absolutely so just for anybody to kind of like feel alone and just like not I don't know just feel like they don't belong I just never want anybody to feel that way at all so that's usually just my whole my whole message I I don't want to just be like like the hippie like love is my message but (laughs) it it really is one of those things to where I just think it's um, you know just inclusion you know I don't I don't really unless you really you know there's some other statues I don't want to get into that again politics cough cough Donald (laughs) but um, yeah but other than that I just think most people usually are pretty genuine at heart I try to give them that benefit of the doubt at least until they show me something otherwise absolutely but yeah that's just usually where I come from with that so I love that well and you know what your radio show is doing that I'm sure for for the people that are tuning in every Friday night from 7 to 9 they are you're way hip to this but it's so damn weird or not weird it's loving but it's just crazy to have followers like whenever whenever I update the Facebook page people are just like all right, I got my jammies on I'm about to get ready. Right. And it's these people you never meet, maybe never will meet. Yeah. 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 And, and they, I mean, and even phone calls and stuff, too. It's right. just like, I really welcome that. I'm just like, hit me up on Facebook or on the, you know, call the phone number. And it's it's like we're chilling for two hours. It's like, I'm in your home and I brought my records by. Let's do it. That's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, keep this up. I um, I'm capping this at 30 minutes. Because I have to have a timeline. I feel like I could sit here and talk to you for like two and a half hours. <laughs> Maybe that'll be episode, you know, 40. We'll get back to it. And say, you know where to find me. So, yeah. But I'm excited for Record Store Day. I'm excited to know you. I, I think you're cool as hell. And I, and I think everybody who that's knows really, you thinks you're really cool. That's just really, like, I don't know, just sweet, but also just. I guess it's just good to hear. I don't uh, coming from somebody like yourself as well too, because I really do look up to you. Like well, seriously, I yeah. don't know why. Let me everything tell you. that. No. 
No. No, let me tell you why I'm in this business. Because I, I always get like, um, I feel like I have to explain this because I, I feel like people. It gives me some insight as well, please. I'm willing yeah. to hear. Well, I, I love people. Um, this is, I, and I'm so excited about this podcast, sorry, because to me, this right here, this getting in front of people and talking for unedited amount of times. And that's why we need this kind of shit, though, because yeah. it's just like I was saying before, just like at times when it just seems real dark and it's just like nobody cares and all that. And I have my moments, too, you know, as everybody, everybody else does. Knows. Music, of course, tends to help me with that a little bit more. But just to kind of share some form of light or positivity and just doing that from whatever. Yeah. You, you do it as well. Every I have to say this as well. Every morning when I get ready to go to work. Um, the Casey Court is always just like the first thing that brings a smile to my face every oh my morning. You guys are the best at that. Well, thank you. So, no, thank you. No, really. John and I love each other very much. and I, I can I, tell from the, from the airwaves. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> everybody says that the chemistry is ridiculous. I do this because I love people, and I, and I really do. Um, I got into this business because I wanted to communicate with people, and I wanted to make sure people didn't feel like somebody didn't care. This started back when I was in school. Like I, I decided to go into radio because um, I was, I was going to be a journalist for print, and then I saw how things were going with that. I thought that's going to be a really competitive kind of business. Yes. Yeah. And then um, I, I was in Indianapolis. I was dating this guy, and he was a total deadbeat. And his mom was trying to get him to go to college. And she was <laughs> literally saying to him, you could go and you could be a radio DJ. And it sparked this thing in my head where I'm like, I love talking to people. I know some things about music. I have no fear talking to anyone. Right. I will talk to everyone and anyone. And that's what, I mean, not to flip the script, but that's really what... Um What's like admirable about you? I feel like as far as that comes across, not even. Well, I mean, good. we've known each other for like some years now. Yeah, yeah. But I feel like even if I didn't know you, like that comes across really well on the well, radio. Good. Yeah. Because that's what I want. That's what I'm here for. You do literally. it quite well. Yeah. So th- thank you for <laughs> thank being you. the inspiration. Oh my Cue gosh. the Golden Girls theme that's song. Right. Here we go. So. <laughs> we need to go to that bar. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I'm Blanche calling it right now. <laughs> calling it, or maybe I'm more of a Sophie. Who knows? Yeah. I think you're Blanche. Yeah. <laughs> Orlandis Lewis, I love you, and um, I will be at Record Store Day. Well, I'm going to be there because you're, yeah, you're making say, me be there. Yeah, uh, plug yourself, please. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to be. I don't know what time yet. You haven't told me that. That's fine. But um, still working out all the, the cooks and crannies. But yeah, Donnie's we'll, going to be there. Yes. I don't know who. I don't want to spoil for anybody so, else. So yeah, I mean, like, I'm pretty sure soon I'm going to be. That's part of my job, I guess. I'll should be announcing that schedule. That. But um, you know, there are going to be some people represented from KDHX, of course. Uh, Farish Lafley Beer, just really local. Yeah, just really St. Yes. Louis. Um, geez, who else is there? I feel like I'm going to leave some people out now. Oh, man. Just all kinds. I mean, the pageant, of course, will be represented, Ready Room. And I'm just really thrilled and privileged to know such people. And I think this job has actually helped with that, oh with like gosh. people like yourself and just all other kind of entities Everybody as well. down that entire Delmar Loop strip is amazing. I love Pat Hagen. I love Joe Edwards. Yeah. I love Jim. Joe's Max. the best. I remember old Jim's great. I have a funny Joe Edwards story. Uh, me and my dad saw Sting at the pageant. I guess like two years ago or so, mm-hmm. and this is like not too long after I got the promotions gig. And my dad now, it's just I, I love him to death. He's like the, the, the king in my eyes. But um, I remember this is right after I got the promotion, so you know, like we walk in, and I'm like, "Yeah, I got tickets to Sting." And Jim, was like, immediately he's just like, "Oh no, you guys are in the box." And I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And my dad's just like, "What? What? <laughs> like you have it like that, really?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He's just like, "Oh God!" As soon as I walk in, I run into Kevin Johnson from the Post. Yeah. I run into uh, I think Jim as well, like all these other people, and it's just like it's like the scene out of Goodfellas almost where you walk. He's like, "Hey, how you doing? All right, yeah, cool, nice to see Everybody's you." Everybody's right. affiliated. And my dad's just like drawing the ground, like, 
what the hell, buddy? How did this happen? And Joe Edwards is up there, too. And he's like, oh, hey, Orlandis. And the RFT had just did a thing on me, too, after the radio show came out. He's like, yeah, I saw the article. It was real great. Like, you know, giving me some, you know, some praise on that. And I was like, yeah, thanks, man. And my dad had only seen him on TV. And he's just like, was that Joe fucking Edwards? He's like, yes, it was. <laughs> and he's just like, that's it. You've, you've. The king of the loop. Uh, please. You know, I always call Joe Edwards my fairy godfather because <laughs> I just think of him as this like celestial being that like I and I am we've been formally introduced once or twice right. before, but I always feel like I'm not good enough to and this is so me and not anything that he's ever put off. I'm was, always like, I'm never good enough to talk to Joe. No, that's like, that's me. That's totally me. Yeah, I'm just like whenever I see him I'm still just like that was Joe Edwards. That was Joe Edwards. Ah, yeah. I just like out fanboying totally. out. Yeah, yeah. So no, it's <laughs> It's only right. You're, you're more justified of it than me. Oh, hell. Yeah, but no, it's it's true. It's true. I dressed up as him for Halloween one year. Really? I did. I need to see these pictures. Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I don't was know it just I, like the, what, just the Hawaiian shirt? Yeah, Hawaiian shirt. I put and a low ponytail. Did you have shorts on? I didn't have shorts on. Okay, it was I was like going to say, it's the, like October. It was, uh, it was, I was at work, and so, I, yeah, I had a Hawaiian shirt on, low ponytail, <laughs> no beard or anything, but, yeah. Something somewhat Chuck Berry reminiscent, maybe? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Much thanks to Orlando's Lewis for sitting with me in a very noisy coffee shop in the U-City. But it was really cool sitting with him and getting to know him just a little bit better than I did before. And I think that his history and just all of the cool luck that he's had to land a vintage vinyl and to grow from there as well as get the gig over at KDHX, it's just, it's cool. And he's very deserving of all of those great opportunities. And so if you're ever at Vintage Vinyl, say hello to him or maybe tune in to Night Grooves Friday nights on KDHX. Hopefully you enjoyed it. I I liked being here. And um, if you like Live and Learn, make sure you hit subscribe, rate and review, share it, email, whatever you got to do if you'd like to get in touch with me. Maybe you have a suggestion for local St. Louis people you'd like to hear on here. I am down to always hear suggestions. And uh, much thanks to you for giving me your ears for a little bit of time. Until next uh, month, May 6th, for episode three, you guys be good. Peace. Let's go. This holiday, with the right music and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're going to pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.